Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I am here, as usual, with my good buddy, Lettuce of Broom. Welcome back, Lettuce. It's true. I'm lettuce and broom. <laughs> lettuce and broom. Lotus of Doom. You had a uh, a killer weekend. I'm I'm uh, I was able to check out some of your streams. Yeah, I, I saw all sorts of money raising going on. I saw it some, was all we, sorts of we made it over our, we made it to our uh, two thousand uh, dollar charity goal personally, and the team is up. I think we're just shy of seventy five hundred raised uh, this year for Extra Life. So nice. That's a new record, right? That's a new. Yeah. Well, this is the first time we've ever tried. I've never run a team. Uh, (laughs) Me and my buddy. So this is our original goal as a team was, was 5,000 bucks. So we are way over anything we had planned on. So couldn't be happier with how generous everybody's been during this. And the event was a lot of fun, um, including at some point I'll have to bring up um, a very tragic and brief playthrough of an Elder Scrolls travels game, which uh, <laughs> I, I think this. I beat I it in get, six minutes and 11 seconds. I was told afterwards. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Nice work. Nice work. Yeah. Yeah, it was a nice work. It's a, it's a bad game. <laughs> it's a bad game. Well, congratulations <laughs> on the on the raising the money. I'm sure that's going to be put to good use. And yes, straight to the boss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So straight to yeah, awesome stuff. But congratulations sure. on that, and thank you to everybody who tuned in and donated. That's, yes, that's awesome stuff. Uh, way to go, community! You guys did great work, and um, congratulations <laughs> to you and your team for putting yeah. the time in for the long hours and for being there and for you know just being willing to entertain everybody for such a good cause. That's for sure. It was a lot of fun. Thanks everybody hanging out with us. So, yeah. Yeah. So um, here we are again. This is the end of the month. This is the end of Spoop Tober. And that means it's time to bring our patrons on board. And this week we have two of our tier four patrons joining us. We have T-Rex. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Well, we're happy you're joining us. And we also have Chef, or if I'm going to say your whole name correctly, and I'm sure I'm going to mess Don't this up. Don't even try it. It's, Spuga it's Deo. Is that right? You hit the nail right on the head. Yes. <laughs> I am a hammer. It's just a stupid joke about SpaghettiOs. Oh, that sounds that sounds that's, <laughs> that, that's, that sounds great. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us, guys, because we are we are wrapping up spooktober with a patron episode because we're bringing you guys on to talk about what you think some of the spookiest creepiest getting under your skinniest raising hairiest that those don't work as well as some of the other expressions that i've used that was that last one was a little rough but a little, little rough uh you know just the things in, in elder scrolls that really creep you out the most are and this is your chance 
to talk about the things because there's so much. There's so much, guys. There's so much. Let's be honest. There's a lot of creepy oh, yeah. stuff in this Definitely. series. There's a lot of creepy Definitely. stuff. There's a oh, lot of creepy yes. stuff. So T-Rex, why don't we start with you? I know you've been thinking through this. You've got you've got a little list going on there, right? Yeah, a little bit. A little Just bit. a little. A little bit. So where do you want to start? Where do you want to start with this? I would say probably one of the creepiest things in the Elder Scrolls is the Black Sacrament. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sweet I mother. I mean, because <laughs> like... There's the whole, you know, desecration of remains. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got to have a heart there and you're like stabbing. And <laughs> yeah, the ritual itself is <laughs> it's, super it's dark. Dark, yeah. And it's, I, the, you know, you get to see it directly in Skyrim with um, a child. Yeah, Aventus the, Aretino. Thank you. Yes. I was going to say, I know it starts with an A. Yeah. Yep. That also seeing a kid do that is like, oof, that's, yeah. that's a new level of creep. <laughs> it really is. I mean, and then the whole saying too, sweet mother, sweet mother, send your child unto me for the, what is it? Sins of for the, the sins unworthy. Of the unworthy must be baptized in blood and fear <laughs> oh i mean such a good baptism a saying that's yeah. a good that's a good baptism <laughs> right, yeah. right and, and the, even just that that phrase is specifically written to play off of our world's imagery of baptism and to turn it on its head right right yeah because you know, i mean Ugh. we live in with western society our imagery of baptism is based on you know judeo-christian structures and beliefs and baptism in our world context has to do with this idea of like cleansing and you know being brought into the kingdom of heaven and these kinds of things but in this sense it's the cleansing through blood and fear it's just like it just takes it and puts it in like the absolute like reverse context like Mm. right upside down yeah yeah, Ugh. absolutely. So complete 180. Yeah. Yeah. It makes anytime you take religious uh, wording, phrasing, iconography, any of those things and you flip it on its head, it just it's like, I don't know, it hits people in the opposite way and it really messes with you. Oh, yeah. Actually, the bringing up the Christianity as a parallel to the whole Dark Brotherhood little theology they have going on. You have like an interesting little trio with, you know. Uh, like the almighty, like higher power in Sithis with mm-hmm. a possible like Dread Messiah Father. in yeah, mm-hmm. and you have like a possible Messiah in the listener and like the Virgin Mary is the night mother. That's mm-hmm. true. That's true. You it, do it, kind it, of have definitely a, a yeah. It's definitely a compare uh, like something yeah, it's a, that it's based a it parallel on. that seems almost. It's one of those things that I I mention about the series a lot. Some of these I'm like, mm, this is too coincidental that there was no way they were yeah. that it was like, oh look, we're not going to focus on this, but hey, here's a thing. Let's just turn it into something different and make it our own. But it was like, you can tell somebody probably along that line is like, okay, we'll start yeah. with this and we'll just warp it into this really screwed up thing instead. Right? Because like, it's, it's not even like a super complex like concept. Right. It's just mother, father, exactly. prodigal child. Yep. Because there's what, Sithis, and then like the whole night mother, she was part of the Morag Tong, and then Sithis came and like 
made babies with her. I, well, and that's, <laughs> that's one of the theories. Yeah, that's, actually she killed do them. Right, right. Yeah. That's, yeah, it's, it's a weird situation. Right, right. That's one There's of the theories. There's also the one in Daggerfall. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, playing off that, if, that, if that's how we're going to, like, kick things off, because one of the <laughs> things that, like, I actually... Um, I, I we've had it, you know, we've had episodes where we discussed the Dark Brotherhood and uh, uh, unpopular opinion. I don't like the Dark Brotherhood because I find them. Com- yeah. OK, everybody likes the dark and the creepy and they're like they like are legitimately one of the things that I'm like, they are an unhinged group of people. <laughs> um Past yeah. where I think the Morag Tong is like a cool assassins guild. I always joke that um, the Dark Brotherhood is too off the rails for their own good because generalized spoiler for the elder scrolls as a series um (laughs) they usually end up just betraying and murdering each other because they're just flesh crazed lunatics more than they actually like think things out right and And then they have the cleansing of the yes and then they have the cleansing but then that person needs to be cleansed and it's like for quick overview the cleansing is like when you need to purge one of your guilds because they're not living up to what they should be doing so you have to go and murder all of the murderers in the murder guild <laughs> it's like <laughs> so it's just as a group it's it's one of those things that the reason i find them so unsettling beyond the fact that it's like okay they're they're assassins for hire but um the weirdness that I always find with them is since it's not done by a code because they don't pay attention to their own code mm-hmm. all the time. Like they, they have written rules. It's like, you know, don't steal and kill other members. They don't care they do whatever they want because most of them aren't in there for a reasonable purpose. Most of them strike me as your stereotypical serial killer who found a guild that gives them a direction until they get bored and murder their own guild mates. Which, even in like Astrid, it's unsettling. Yeah, Astrid sells out her whole like it's it's the concept. Astrid, I think you mean beef jerky, the person. (laughs) Oh no! Yes, no. That That is her name. That is her name. Sorry, that's awful. Oh no! (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that is what the model looks like. Well, I think yeah. But yeah, it's just especially with the low, uh, the very low quality image from base. Oh yeah, and nobody wants to remodel and make it look better. So just the one. (laughs) Nobody wants to look at it long enough. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so just like as a guild, they're very unsettling because it's like being put in with a bunch of people who are really unstable, like you know, morally to begin with, and it's Mm -hmm. like, all right these are your brothers and sisters. You should all get along. It's like, yeah, that's probably not going to go so great. (laughs) And surprise, it never goes so great. Right. Right. Yeah. But it it never will. I mean, it just makes sense. Right. Like it it totally does. But to me, it's just like, even joining up with them, it's, it's like, that's just such an unsettling existence to even be involved with something like that. I would imagine. Oh, sure. Sure. Part of the fun, just to break the meta a little bit here, part of the fun of the enjoyment of the Dark Brotherhood is simply the quest lines is oh, that being hands down some of the best written ones. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, being yeah. able to just put on the, you know, like the, you know, the I don't know, morally bankrupt assassin role and go into a situation where you're able to just creep around in, in an environment and find a way to take out your 
your target in a way where they'd never find out who did it or even if it was a murder you know like some of those some of those setups are really really fun to play through and i think that's part of why people love those quest lines so much yeah yeah their their quest lines are generally like pretty creative um Mm -hmm. in how they play out and i find that most of those have like well at this point we're several games in so the twists aren't kind of or quite that kind of is uh unexpected as they used to be because i stand by the fact that one of my favorite quest lines was from oblivion with the dark brotherhood it's like yeah. all of the things that happen when you recap that it's like oh my god that quest line was so good and for the time i remember being totally caught off guard several times they have some recurring themes of they're all flesh crazed lunatics type of deal but like that first one was just like oh my god this is so disturbing and it's it's something they kind of can't escape when like none of them are really stable individuals. It's like mm, backstabbing is going to become a thing amongst all of you, right? Especially that one guy. I don't know how to say his first name, but Bellamon's where he has the like shrine of his mother. Isn't his name just Matthew? Is that how you say I, it? I, I I think that's what the dark elf said at the very uh, last quest. I think that's how she said it, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I know who you mean, so good enough. And it, <laughs> uh, that um, I mean, I know he's that, like unhinged completely. He, very, and actually, um, one of the original things I remember uh, reading slash hearing about, and some of like the stuff looking at the um, kind of out of meta and how things originally were. I have the original like collector's edition of Oblivion and when it was rated one of the things so originally the Elder Scrolls used to be rated T instead of mature um and if you actually purchase a later on version of Oblivion it has actually been re-rated uh where it is M instead of T oh well that because, makes so much sense yeah <laughs> it yeah. was really bothered to play that quest line yeah, well that's <laughs> the thing is um I might actually be in the no clip documentary, which I can't say enough good things about. So probably was they're usually so on point with that stuff. But one of the things was how they rate things is companies need to say like, Oh yeah, this is some of the stuff in our game. That's going to raise an eyebrow or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they apparently put in a bunch of stuff, but didn't consider a specific like warped storyline to be like notable as opposed to like, we can, here's a severed head and here's this person getting impaled in this thing. <laughs> And when that got played and everybody's like, yeah, I don't want my kid playing this thing about this person, like skinning their mom. Like what is happening? (laughs) And it got re-rated as an M rated game. And I remember that being one of the things that was mentioned where it was like, yeah, this is way too dark. Like you needed to bring this up. So it's like, and since then the series has maintained an M rating. So it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes them- thematic stuff is darker than just like, oh, there's a, a skull and a spike, you know? Exactly. Like, yeah. And I feel like what got the game that should have got the game the M rating is that one dark elf uh, alchemist with uh, her question about what's the uh, what's the penalty for uh, a certain crime? Yes. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is it? Necrophilia? Necrophilia. Yeah. 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 And there's people around the town who say, oh yeah, I see you're skulking in the graveyard sometimes. It's really weird. It makes us all uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? Is it like one of it, your options it to be like, I think it's at least like 500 gold or something. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's not even that big of a fine. It's just like, ew. Like, what? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh, I think she says uh, she got... 
her family used to be part of like one of the great houses and then she got like relocated out of Morrowind because they have much yes. stronger opinions on the dead. Wasn't that yes, this, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she was yeah. a Lalu. Yeah. Yep. Oh, because she went to an Imperial province. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Gross. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> Gross. All right. Well, T-Rex, what else, what else is on your list? <laughs> well... I've got necromancy and then uh, (laughs) I was halfway there. I mean, that's pretty creepy. And then under that, I put, uh, what is his name? Arondil. He was the necromancer in Skyrim who would bring back the, he would, he would bring back the women so he could have sex with them. Oh (laughs) man. The quest is toying with the dead. That was actually one of mine. Oh boy. Oh boy. You know, it is better when they move around on their own. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. no. But half of them are just actual ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Is that one? Does he just actually no? Now that I think of it, I don't want to know how that works. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> oh well, we won't bring up the fact that ectoplasm is a drop. So oh, that's oh. What I'm oh. oh. okay. <laughs> moving on, moving on. I was gonna say, we'll just leave this to the audience's imagination. <laughs> Next, Next. <laughs> Next on the list. <laughs> wow, this got dark quick. Hey, Ugh. this is what this uh, episode is about. So I'm gonna have to rate this M, even though there might there's no uh, f bombs in this one. <laughs> yes, I mean, we don't need to swear to make this be M rated. Look, wit, see, we're living in Bethesda's footsteps. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Absolutely. My. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> don't listen to this one with your children. I should have said that at the beginning. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Oh boy. I mean, there's some pretty like creepy bad things in these games (laughs) if you're on standard creepy i I came up with two of them at least they're just standard halloween spooky you can think of less gross okay go for it yeah Yeah, less gross just more standard i mean we only have two two patrons on this episode so this is this is free form so just feel feel free to throw stuff out yeah yeah the only two that i thought up of like beforehand i've been coming up with more as we're going along sadly Uh uh-huh no that's uh, totally fine there's the um there's a certain clan of Bosmer vampires who I don't recall exactly what the name of them were, mm-hmm. but there's a, the folklore is that they'll, uh, whenever a child like runs too far from like the family homestead or whatever, they'll go in and kill and eat the child and use vampires. Oh. Then they'll use illusion magic to disguise themselves as the child I've and then go this. into the family's home and then live there for a few weeks. And you know, the family was just knows like, Hey, my kid's being kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And then a few weeks later, Entire family's gone. Guess why? Yep. Empire. Why you're the youngest. <laughs> mm-hmm. That makes sense. I mean, it seems like a very I mean it, effective tactic. It's effective, but <laughs> boy. Uh, all right. So from what I, I think I see, I'm just, I was trying to double check the name for you. It looks like it might be called oh God. Pronunciation ruined before I even start. Kirilith clan? K-E-E-R-I-L-T-H. That would be what it's referenced as for vampires that are Bosmer based. Uh I think I think that's the one you're referring to. So I the ordeal. It's K-E-E what? K-E-E-R-I-L-T-H. Yeah, Kirilith. Ah, uh, yeah, that's I see it. Thank you. Yep, I believe that's yeah, the group or, or that you're looking mist? for. Might be another name for them. Oh, yeah, actually, you might be right. I think that could be another one, too. I was trying to mm-hmm. Google this on the fly. Without I know there's two notable Bosmer vampire clans. Yeah, yeah. So that, that might be them. Um, 
Yeah, that's that's pretty dark. Taking yeah. advantage of parents who think they might have lost their kids and then Ugh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's no good. Bad vampires. Bad vampires. But you know, then again. Oh, I mean, what do you expect? You know, yeah. We're we're <laughs> the like balls creation. They're not gonna be like uh wholesome, <laughs> give the parent a hug and a kiss and say sorry, gay. Correct. Gay. And the yeah. whole way that the uh oh, what is that clan from up in that castle volkahar yes yeah all of their in the females same book. well not all of theirs i believe it's just <laughs> well, pretty Serana much and um yeah no, he's just serana and valerica well because it makes you um very of very high renown this is actually one of the few things that probably is best to not specifically go into because it gets yeah. really more like warped but um, yeah it's it's oh boy we we discussed kind of the darker aspects of becoming a vampire and like some of the clans have a very direct way of becoming a vampire which mm-hmm. that I whole thing is one the of clan the, mothers that, yeah that's yeah. literally one of the darkest aspects yeah. of this game where it's like that is oof. <laughs> yeah oh yeah so yeah there's that yeah moving on yeah how about Hagravens? <laughs> Hagravens are another good one there's that's one uh, there's, yeah there's that... one thing that i find a lot more creepy about them okay mostly the um the briar hearts uh-huh imagine nice. being a so glad you're man this up. who just was told hey you're hey you're a good fighter you, you can do some magic we got this awesome idea we're gonna send you to these crazy raven ladies they're gonna put you on a table they're gonna cut out your heart uh-huh. probably while you're still awake because they don't really care and they're gonna put a plant seed in it and you're gonna basically be alive but not really and you're gonna be in constant agony for the rest of your life how do you feel about that yes yeah. so the briar hearts one of um i it's uh, um in the Daggerfall Covenant for ESO, it's in their storyline. I think it's in Glenumbra, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it could be Rivenspire, but I'm pretty sure it's in the Glenumbra region. They actually, at, at one point during one of the quest lines where you're you're actually dealing with a decent amount of hedge magic, um, you come across a Briarheart tree in which they were mass making briar hearts. So it was a sapling that was growing out and they had carved out the hearts of all of the warriors threw them into the tree and they were actually growing out of the tree as part of briar hearts. So it was like making them in mass and it is a really disturbing image, especially when you burn it down because it like flails and stuff because they're not Oh. dead exactly mm-hmm. like you were yeah. saying like they're kind of both so yeah very creepy stuff yeah a lot of reachman stuff is just really creepy mm-hmm. think about it yeah there's a uh, isn't is there a tree in eso that you can actually put in your house too oh i, I want i don't know I that don't... seems like a housing item I like think that seems like be. something that i just googled item. it and one popped up so i'm, I'm pretty yeah, sure that there is there very well might I mean, yeah. some of the stuff you unlock by clearing a region. I wonder if actually I should go back through that and look at the region vendor. I wonder if there's like yeah. a Briar Heart tree yeah, I can ch- just buy. Check this out. Just, right? uh, yeah, so there we go. <laughs> Briar, Briar Heart tree. Oh, yeah. You can see all the people all the, forming out of it. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. There they are. There they are. There's some in the roots. <laughs> yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's the one. All right. Oh, so if you want man. one in your house, you know, you got great that's, that's cool that's cool oh wow <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep. 
There we go. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you can oh. see the briar huts coming on the branches. And, and then out the, of the people tree. in oh, the yeah. see the guy yep, in there. Yeah. There they are. Yep. So they grow out of the person. Like yes. the person is basically the fertilizer. Wild. Yes. And that seemed tree. to be what they were doing. They just dumped the oh, bodies and like then they couple... grew out of the tree, from my remembrance. Okay. It is a dark quest line. Oh, boy. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I mean, what do you expect from worshippers of Namira? Yeah. That's She's not going to tell them, like, make, so, make, make a cute tree. <laughs> Namira. Make a cute tree. Yeah. Paint a happy fern. Oh, this, uh. one's, oh, this one's real good. Oh, here we go, guys. Oh, no. Check this out. Look at that. Look at those bodies underneath that tree. Oh, they're oh. beautiful. Mm. Wonderful. Oh. oh, their hands are like tied their hands up are bound. above their yep. head. Yeah, oh. these, they, it's like they were bound and Are they killed. half buried or is there like I, legs? I think, the lo- I think the bottom half uh, didn't fully make it. I <laughs> didn't fully make it. Oh. <laughs> oh, like you were saying earlier, maybe it's decomposing from the bottom. Yeah, see, there you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they, they beautiful. Maybe they were offended by having like no pants and going with the Donald Duck approach, <laughs> and they just ripped their lower torso off. <laughs> Keep your pants on. Oh, That's the job, though. Keep your pants on, zombie. <laughs> uh, fine, you're gonna you're gonna just grow fine, a briar tree your legs out of off. Then, yeah. <laughs> You know, when you get home, you you, you want to be comfortable, and that's basically their forever home. They ain't getting anywhere else. Exactly. Yeah, they're not going anywhere. You're going to be a tree now. Here you go. Yep. <laughs> Hope you're excited. Hope you're excited about that. Well, Making Argonians jealous Tamriel wide. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I'm excited about is uh, going to the middle of the show to thank the rest of our patrons. How about we do that All real right. quick? And you guys be thinking about the other creepy stuff that we can talk about when we get back. The skies are marked with numberless sparks each a fire, and every one a sign. Nominated in New Jersey's Here Now Audio Fiction Festival 2020, it's Bioshock, the Midnight Series. Based in the dystopian underwater city of Rapture, Witness what it was like for civilians from different walks of life before and after Andrew Ryan's city fell. It's a tale of deception, downfall, and survival. Bioshock, the Midnight Series, a podcast by Preston Hardin. Listen on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. So this is the part of the show where we get to thank these two and the rest of our patrons, all 54 of you, holy moly, for helping to support the show. Holy crap, guys. That's that's nuts. So there's you two. Then there are our two Daedric Princes we have currently, Mr. Gami Boy and Noodle Al Dente. Thank you so much for supporting the show. And then we have uh, the two of you who are Dragonborn supporters, Tier 4 supporters. And there are three other Dragonborn supporters and then the rest of our patrons. So thank you to all of you guys for helping to support the show and making this a thing that that we can do every week. It's up. It's because of you guys that we can do this. So thank you so very much. And if you've considered, you know, helping out the show or checking out all the different things on the Patreon, then you can go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. And if we've done anything to, you know, help you get through the workday, your workout, your drive to work or decorating your cat for Halloween, 
then, you know, consider checking it all out because you get ad free episodes, you get episodes early and at the higher tiers, you can even join us on a future episode of the show. And there's a bunch of other stuff like T-shirts with Daedric Princes on there. So if you like creepy stuff, you get T-shirts at, at tier four and higher or tier three, you get stickers. There's all sorts of fun stuff. So go check that stuff out. Lots of cool stuff. Thank you again to all of our supporters. You guys are absolutely amazing. All right, let's get back to the creepy stuff. Here we go. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. T-Rex, are you decorating your cats for Halloween? <laughs> they would not even let me hold them long enough to get anything on them. <laughs> and then, okay. and my dog would just eat the costume, so. Uh, my yeah. mother has a little Santa thing for uh, one of our dogs. Mm. Yeah, we've got costumes. I posted them on the uh, Discord Oh, yep. we've got it. Oh, can I, I show you guys? Those. My wife and my son just uh, finished cutting our um, Kirby themed jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, cool. That came out good. That's adorable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a little bright yeah. on the camera, but the the eyes are even like half cut and the mouth is even half cut so that you can actually see like the, oh, there's, <laughs> there's Kirby tree back there. It's pretty cool. All right. Well, that this came is great. out very good. Uh, hey guys, yeah, yeah. come take the pumpkin back. You can. They just left me here holding it. A... <laughs> here, hold it's this. It's part of the show now. You oh, get to keep wait, it. Wait, there's a light in there. The they're, trying to change, they're trying to change the color on it. This is great audio content for people who can yeah, actually really, see. Picture Kirby, but in pumpkin form. Boom! Yeah. There you go. You Kirby Jack. It looks exactly there like Kirby. So I it's mean, it's true. That's, yeah, there it is. It's very on brand. Great. That's awesome. Orange and not pink. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're having some cool Halloween stuff uh, this weekend. So, yeah, very cool stuff. Okay, so let's get back to the creepy things. You guys have anything else on your lists? I know, um, Chef, you had you said you had two things prepared. Did we cover them both or was there yeah, something else? It was, it was the Bosmer yeah. and the, uh, yeah. Okay, and then you also mentioned well, I mean, that you had some other things that came to mind. There's also kind of, I, I thought up of, um, when we were talking about the uh, off-the-coast thing, that got me thinking to the whole, um, I think it was uh, Uriel Sept in the 5th. Uh, never returned from Akavir. Yeah, yeah, I did a whole was, episode that about that. Sweet. Yeah, and, and the the hearsay as to what happened, but then the the questions about like what really happened. Um, yeah. Do you have do you have any theories about that? Well, aside from the most completely crackpot theory possible, where oh he's going to be coming back, and that's the plot of Elder Scrolls Six. He's going to come back and fight the Thalmor for control. But realistically, no, he's, he's probably dead. They probably what. From a story perspective, they probably have to do something way more interesting than that. But if we ever do get any like closure, the most realistic thing would be like they think, "Hey, Dragonborn, let's take that and use it because we ate all of our dragons." And then mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, he's just kind of a dud one. Whatever, mm -hmm. eat him and throw him out." Right. I mean, you could have a you could have a theme where like, what if he ended up becoming the emperor over there, and he ended up having a line of succession that then returns to Tamriel and wants to claim emperorship of Tamriel as the true em true remaining emperor. Now returning to claim the and throne. they're like, here we are. They're like, well, I'm back, bitches. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they're like, who are you? And they're like, I'm the freaking great-great-grandson of the emperor. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, what do you mean what I'm talking about? And they've got like Akaviri armies and like dragons from the other continent and stuff. That could be oh, a God. that could be a really crazy. Well, but idea. isn't there the whole thing about the uh, the dragon whose name is a uh, what is it like? It's like a reversed version of Akatosh. The reverse version of Akatosh. Isn't the uh, the tiger people? I don't remember the Akaviri uh, names too well. Kapu the Kapotan, yeah, yeah, Kapotan. They have a. Uh, isn't their leader like supposed to be a dragon? And is his name like? 
a respelling of Akatosh. Um, I don't oh, remember I, the respelling of Akatosh part, but maybe you might be onto something. I don't. I don't yeah, yeah, I don't remember that, head. but I do know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like yeah, I was going to say without looking that up, I don't actually know. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe people are going to yell at us, and this is something that we're going to have to like brush up on and be like, "Oh crap, that is the thing." We'll have to do an episode. Yeah, Koshraka. That's what they call him. Koshraka. Koshraka. Yeah, and that even sounds yeah. familiar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's that a, does seem like a reselling of Akatosh. Yeah. 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 Neat. Interesting. Interesting. How about that. Well, oh, and they do call it a, a drag, the Tiger Dragon's Empire. So maybe there's something there. Tiger yeah. Dragon, or or it just might be Akatosh being worshipped in a different form by other people. Yeah, you know. Um, sure. Okay. So what else? What else is on your list of of creepy stuff? I've got the Coven of Namira, the cannibals from yep. Skyrim. They're pretty creepy. Bloody Back to the reach. In the reach. <laughs> <laughs> How much is the reach as a whole? <laughs> yeah. Yep. There's a really good Skyrim mod for the reach that makes uh, a lot of creepy stuff. <laughs> Beyond reach, it's a, it's a classic mod. It's so good. Interesting. But, uh, it adds a lot of the creepy stuff you'd expect to see. Yeah, cannibalism yeah. makes sense. I mean, that that's definitely uh, Yeah, that's not normal. Creepy. And that shrine, um, her like Namira's shrine in Skyrim, the design of it is really, really disturbing. Like you can uh, vaguely make out the body. Y- yes. Yeah. Most of it's just a paste, um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is not a descriptor that belongs next to the body. So, <laughs> oh. uh-huh. um, yeah, I, that, that's actually a really good one that I didn't think of. It's that, yeah. Namir, Namira in general is unpleasant, especially <laughs> the whole ordeal in Markarth. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, I also got Rorikstead. Oh, that theory. The theory about Rorikstead, yeah. how the land is so fertile because mm-hmm. they sacrifice all of the moms, and that's the reason that there's no moms in And the reason the only woman there is one who couldn't have a kid. Yeah. That's, there you yep. go. That's a good one. That's... I mean, and I can't remember who did the YouTube video on it. It was Camelworks. Like, I was going to say, was. It, it was Camelworks because yeah. I love Camelworks. This stuff. Yeah. <laughs> they, they find the the Book of the Daedra. Yeah, it's then, one of the only three books in the town or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you clip outside of one of the houses or some crap. Yeah. And uh, you also find the Book of the Daedra just continuously following in a loop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty creepy. So yeah, that yeah. one's re- like I guess they sacrifice the the women who are able to have kids. I just wonder what prince they'd be sacrificing no... to, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't even make. You know what? Know. Why, why don't we just not say even be a, a Daedric prince? Yeah, yeah I, I, it could, I, could be like a demi prince, something like that. Yeah, or, or no, it could just be a powerful uh, magic user. I mean, it could be. It could be. Yeah. It could be. Yeah. There's a number of other forces. Yeah, there's a number of other forces in the world and Daedric Princes that want dark things and have the power to deliver on them. Or Lagravens. It's actually Xenathar. Looks like one of the Adrid did do something. Freaking Xenathar. For once. (laughs) Yes, they are real. I don't don't know about that. <laughs> um it it's funny so you mentioned 
that which that that the Rorik Shred one's actually really good. I I I totally forgot about that one, but it's funny because the reference that that was based on is actually something I'm about to reference with with mine, which <laughs> I feel is un, underplayed in the series a lot. And I don't want them to necessarily, much like the Dwemer, I don't want them to give all the answers because an element of mystery makes it creepy in and of itself sometimes mm-hmm. with the unknown. But um, reference to a Camel Works video again, because I, I actually... Is this going to be the Augur one? No, the one oh, I'm going to mention one. is the uh, the Hist in general, but specifically oh. the Sleeping Hist tree or the Sleeping Sap tree. Um, so the Hist in general, I think, do not get enough attention because... Argonians are super chill and mellow and everybody likes them and they're happy and everything. The hist are really freaky um, because (laughs) they kind of really are. (laughs) They are. They're this very quiet hive mind that seems to potentially go past Kalpas and just linger in this world with tie-ins to pretty much everything, but nobody knows why. And without going into like weird Argonian lore, it's like the Argonians are vessels for these inert trees, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which when they die seem to basically ferry information back to them. And it's like, okay, this is like some creepy ass. What is going on with these things? And the camel works video that I was going to make mention of, because uh, he does a great video on the potential theory of the, of this tree. But basically there is a tree in Skyrim for anybody who hasn't played it. Um, It's just the sleeping tree. Uh, Isolde from town has a shipment of this sleeping sap that you find out. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. So essentially (laughs) she's kind of a drug dealer. Uh, She has that orc who's dead in the cave. Yes. And there is a dead orc. He was her like supplier or whatever. Yes. (laughs) And the game doesn't go an awful lot into it. It's one of these things, which again, adds to the mystery and the creep factor of these. But the theory that I like the best, um, she makes a reference to, and actually this is from the Elder Scrolls fandom is just the the little snippet that I'm going to do just so that I don't have to try to explain it like in a bumbling fashion. (laughs) Um, She also heard the story uh, that this is is older, by the way, she also heard a story that it was the spore that fell from a floating Island in the sky. Now, what that is a reference to is actually one of the novels Uh in which Umbriel, which is this floating death fortress, essentially (laughs) from, from oblivion, um, is at one point hovering across Tamriel, scooping up all life and turning it into essentially Azure Plasm to just feed its creations. And one of the tree seeds falls from there and lands on the earth and becomes this rogue hist. There's reference in the books as well. Uh, this is very, very like condensed because the books are rather involved. They're pretty good, but um, one of the Argonian main characters, Maya Glim, um, who's really good, references. by the way, really interesting character. He's a really interesting yeah, he's character. A great character. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and and he makes several references throughout the book to being like pulled by the hist and when things would go awry he would kind of like zone out and just feel the hist and one of the histories kind of just went dark from the rest of them (laughs) and it was separated from that like communications device and then you get this seedling that grows into this sleeping thing which is producing this poison that you can use as a drug it's like all of these little bits independently add up to the hist as a concept being really really creepy um Mm. they Mm. just there's no indication as to what their motivations are other than collecting information and something that just perpetually collects information with no direction as to why it's there just gives me this very unsettling feeling. And the only times they've ever acted, we made reference shows ago to when the oblivion crisis was happening and suddenly, uh Oh, this could be bad. Uh, Let's jack up all our creations on his sap. They go in and drive the Daedra back in their own realm. It's like, okay, so these things also have a lot of potential power that they're just simply not using. It's like, so they're just collecting data. They have a ton of yeah. strengths that we don't understand. Like, this is a pretty powerful force that's just lingering in the series with basically no explanation to them whatsoever. Anything um, with that that much ability to collect information across every every Argonian in Tamriel, right? You know, and, and they, all of the Tamriel, uh, all of the Argonians work as eyes, ears, and hands for anything they need done at any moment. Yeah, and I've long kind of been under the impression that like. It, it, you know, the, the joke is like, okay, nobody can invade uh, Black Marsh. Not that you'd want to, because it's just like kind of a dump. But like, all ex- everything has failed to actually set up any type of civilization there because it's just such a disaster and it's so hostile and everything like that. And it always makes me wonder: is that intentional to keep people away from the hist that are there? Mm-hmm. Because again, the hist might not want other races species anything prying around with what they're doing because that would eliminate some of their control of the situation and they argonians have no problem coming in and out of the region so it's like right is it it, a perfect natural fortification for them exactly so that whole region just there's something i feel that they haven't gone into with the hist that i'm still waiting to see and they're so you know just separated from the rest of the world of Tamriel and Nern in general. And as a, as a whole, I'm wondering if they'll ever go into like, okay, these things actually could theoretically be a huge potential threat. And nobody would really expect that coming because other than being kind of just there, nobody's usually worried too much about Argonians. I mean, Dunmer, just going and enslaving them and everything like that. So it's, uh, it's it, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more there that could be explored with that, that whole thing. Cause those things freak me out. <laughs> yeah. Creepy stuff. Creepy, creepy stuff. Oof. I still like Argonians though. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. They're cool. <laughs> They're cool. Oh, couldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Dinosaur people. They are. And they get yeah. some fun little head pieces that you can make. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, Argonians are very cool. And 
what would make a less or a more unsuspecting enemy than, oh, you got these nice chill Argonians. They're just hanging out. They like nature. Oh, by the way, they're actually secret like vessels of these like super demon creature things that look like trees. Like how are they really suspicious? Are they really suspicious though? Or is that just, you know, a a little bit of bias since we've, we all heard that theory about the uh, politicians all being lizard people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It was the Argonians. How how good have they, how how good a job have they done? That might just be cultural bias. Right. right. (laughs) The Argonians are actually in charge. Here's a question. How, How good a job have they done in the series to take what are effectively really threatening reptile humans or like dinosaur looking people, which to our eyes should like raise warning flags. Like that should look extremely threatening and dangerous to us. Right. Like scales, spikes on their faces, sharp, pointy teeth. They look cold blooded. They're not a fan favorite. <laughs> you know, yeah. And, and and turn them into this idea of them being like do- docile, friendly, you know, uh, we, we feel bad for them. They've been uh, enslaved for so much of, of his history. You know, like they've turned them into this, you know, like we, we look kind of on them as being like, oh, these poor creatures. They've been taken advantage of for so much of this time. They've kind of been like put down by these other races. You know, like we feel bad for them when we really like our our initial instinct should be to be like fear them or, you know, be afraid of them. But they've turned that on its head. Well, um, I mean, it's he's he's not uh, shy about saying the current lore master, Lehman Tuttle, is a huge fan of Argonians there. I believe his favorite Mm -hmm. race. He loves the Argonians. So helping write some of the stories with Elder Scrolls Online, which I think is most recently where people have gotten their connection to them, because they a lot of the area has been fleshed out as we've been to uh, Merkmire and Shadowfen. Like we've gotten more of the region than we have in previous games. And I mean, originally, if you go all the way back to, um, what do you call it? Arena, for example. I mean, they're, they're really, they weren't even Argonians. They, they, they were lizard mans, Uh, not even plural. It wasn't even lizard men. It was lizard mans. Uh, so, so, I mean, they just would run at you and make this like eight bit sound and then they'd just swing a weapon at you and you would kill them. And that was the end of it. So they, they've come a long way in the series from the start to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Guys, we're getting close to the end of the show. Are there any any last things that you want to bring up? Or I think this is actually the more interesting question. When you first got into the series, what was one of the first things that really hit you kind of sideways that you weren't expecting? One of the first things you ran into and went, whoa, that was like, oh, that was sideways. I didn't expect that. That was really creepy. You remember like getting really creeped out for the first time? I think I know what mine was. Yeah, what was it? And it's been on the same thing I've been saying this whole podcast, and how I think what we've also inadvertently been going back to—it's all just the Reachman stuff. A lot of it's just really like dark for no reason. Well, I mean, there is a the reason. one thing that always it's like creeped creep me out, out at first, though, <laughs> was just like the sheer amount of like awful stuff going on in like the Markarth region in Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Like you have what three of your like the most popular Daedric quests there. You have all sorts of crazy stuff. Marketh is just a creepy place. <laughs> as, as much as like I feel, uh, I, I would feel comfortable like, geographically in the area because you know I live in New England. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, but <laughs> Lotus is like, yeah, yes, yeah, no, yes. not wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Southern New England. 
Uh, yeah, I was going to say I'm a little north of Boston. So, yes. It's, oh, it's, yeah. Yeah. Yes, you are correct. Yeah, uh, I'm in the tiny little baby state. So I feel you. Yep. Yep. That is New it's, England. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's so much dark stuff going on there. It's you. Like, the one thing I always like that, you know, really like brought it to my attention is just that place just has a really bad like five. There's always something like awful going on in that city. There's all the. There's all the crap with the Silver Bloods. This is just in Skyrim mm-hmm. as a non-ESO player. And then there's the House of Horrors. There's all the Namira crap going on. There's so much. Yeah. I, ironically, um, even though you don't have the ESO reference, our recent episode on The Void, that was introduced in, in the Mark Art DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I try and follow up on the lore stuff for so, the ESO. So, so. All right. Yeah, touche. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Markarth as a place. Don't go there. Yeah. To be fair, a lot of the Reachmen, well, from what we learned in ESO, anyways, a lot of them worship the Daedric princes, but they don't. Yeah. Like, I guess they don't really call them that. Like the greater spirits of the Reach. The, yeah. yeah, they're the yeah. only ones that they even recognize because they're yeah. the only ones that actually show face. Yeah. yeah yeah but it kind of it kind of makes sense why there's so many creepy things going on if there's so many deals being worked out with those specific princes which is probably why yeah. the reachmen are the coolest race in my opinion <laughs> yeah they're, they're just, cool. per- just so they're perpetually living in so ha- halloween town is what they're doing <laughs> basically yeah i mean you know the whole thing of the theory I of just halloween watched that started movie from the yesterday. so good <laughs> right yeah yeah halloween there you go. I, Richmond. I don't think I would say that anything's really like grabbed me like that as far mm-hmm. as like creep factor. But I mean, one thing that did stand out to me is the serial killer in Windhelm who uh, kills oh, yeah. his the victims butcher. to, yeah, who kills his victims to try and resurrect his sister. His yeah, sister his sister. His no, it was his sister who who oh. died on one of their adventures because they used to go adventuring together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so just that like, kind of stood His name was Curio or something? Yeah. yeah that sounds about, about right. right. Yeah. I'm terrible with names, but yeah, me too. Yeah. I forgot. This is why we do research before we. Do yeah, this is, <laughs> this is why we usually have a bunch of notes to try to not butcher names, right? Just right. their pronunciation. So, so this this kind of stood out, and you were just kind of like, "Oh, dark." Yeah, I mean, like, I don't get creeped out really that much. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. have you? Here, here's a fun question: Have you tried Skyrim in VR? Oh yes. <laughs> Okay, so the environments oh, I in found, VR. I found the uh, butcher's name. Calixto Corium is his name. Okay, there you go. So the, the environments in VR are a completely different situation because when you're looking at these on your TV screen or your computer screen, there's a disconnect, right? You're looking at it at the screen at a distance. Even when you're in first person, you're still kind of at a distance. But when you put that headset on and you're looking around you and you're in like Bleak Falls Barrow. Let's just, you become that person. <laughs> you are in freaking Bleak Falls Barrow and the spider webs on like, first of all, the barrow is large inside. It's cavernous. Even the hallways feel big compared to the size of yeah. how big you are. And you look up and around and and the, just the darkness around you is just like it, it just feels dark and cold. And 
you have the when you have your headphones on for your your VR headset, the the creaky sounds and the cavernous like oh, that the sound that happens. You know what I'm talking about? Have you ever played the game with headphones on? And yeah. you get that like oh yeah. There's that sound of just like that. I don't know what it's, it's the wind whipping through the yeah, barrel. It's like cold air. Yeah, it literally, cold is like air the sound. Air is cold. Yep. Yeah. That, doesn't it do like the the echoey thing? It, There's like it, echoey it, well, things going on. It's like Minecraft one, you hear sense. it on one side and not the other. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. oh yeah, yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. Like the situational surround sound type of thing yes, going on. Yeah. yeah. So the sound mixed with the fact that you actually feel like you're in the room. And then you look up and you see like, you know, the spider webs just kind of blowing in the corner of, say, like a doorway. But then you realize how freaking big those spider webs are. And these are not <laughs> regular. The these are not right. like the spider webs that you notice in your house. And you're like, ah, I guess we got a spider over here. And you clean off it. And it's like the size of like your hand in the corner. Well, yeah. Frostbite like, spiders I mean, it's proportional. are like, right. substantially no, larger than my dog. Right. So. These spider webs are like this. And you're like standing there looking at the spider web going like. I could get stuck in that spider web and then you work and make your way through and then like you fight a giant spider and the giant spider is like actually gigantic in front of you. Yeah, and then I mean, when you're playing in VR, that... you can kind of understand why Arvel is so scared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. his name. I was going to say, yes. isn't he stuck in the spider yes. web? Yes. Yeah, he's screaming, crying, get him out. Everything's huge. And when, when yeah. you know, the Draugr are running at you and they're human sized and you're swinging your sword at them and you're like, oh my God, this is like a real person standing in front of me and I'm swinging a sword. And then you get out of there and then you actually have to fight a dragon and the dragon is actually dragon sized in front of you yeah. like that that yeah. experience really puts this game into perspective also really funny stuff really funny thing what you also need to do yeah you need to pick up an apple and hold it up next to an npc's head because the apple is the same size as a person's head yes the the scale of some of the smaller items in the game are a little bit larger amazing so you can see them better from a distance probably i'm assuming that this is the reason so like a sword is sword sized right you lean down you pick it up you hold it in your hand it looks like a sword it's it's proportionate but little objects like um vials and apples and, and things like that are just slightly enlarged because otherwise they would be really hard to see like that on the ground incredible. at a distance yeah so you go to a table pick up an apple and hold it up and in yeah. your hand and it looks like abnormally large and then you like just put it next to an npc's head like you have a companion hold it up to uh um uh, Lydia? lydia's head or something yeah and you'll, you'll have like lydia's head yeah. there and then an apple and it's like oh, why man. is this apple as big as your head lydia yeah it's, it's hilarious um but yeah, that game, like playing it in VR is a completely different experience, especially Definitely. in some of the really creepy environments. And of course, you get House overpowered. Yeah, House of Horse. And then you get overpowered, especially if you get like, yeah. it's, it's really fun to play um, like a mage build and just like Palpatine everything with lightning and stuff. You know, like <laughs> that's really cool because then you just feel like you can blow everything up. But anyway. If you want a really creepy experience, try Skyrim in VR. And then if you want an even creepier experience and you play it on VR on PC, download Mod some it. mods. Yeah. Add some, oh, I have some recommendations for horror mods. Yeah, add some oh, horror mod. mods. But even, especially <laughs> even if you're not going to do any like game changing mods, if you just want some environmental mods, download some of the lighting mods and some of the environmental oh, yeah. mods. Oh, like make it darker and make stuff. it make yeah. it like make it actually make the lighting work more like real lighting and make the environments actually work like real environments with real light, so that you actually have to use torches Ugh. or like magic lighting to be able to see in distances and stuff, so that like there's not like you know, fake lighting so you can see all the way down a dark hallway for no reason. 
like that kind of stuff yeah that makes the game really cool to play i can through. see that yeah yeah because then you actually have to use a torch so or you know right. constantly make sure that you're casting your light orb but even then you can only see like you know 10 15 feet down the hallway and then the lighting gives out and then when you see like the glowing skeleton uh, skeleton eyes moving towards you you're like oh this is cool <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that stuff's really cool i done messed up now oh boy here comes creepy cry creepy skelly he's coming um all right, so mine is super short. So Tom, what's yours? My, mine is incredibly short, but I actually do have a very specific thing that creeped me out originally from this series. Yeah. Well, this is my it. most recent one is is doing the Skyrim and VR thing and actually it, like playing yeah. with the stuff. Um, originally, uh, I have to think back to playing um, the. Okay, so the thing that really creeped me out. I've told the story before about like the thing that really drew drew me into the game, but I think it was um, realizing that there were actual vampires in the game. Because I didn't, okay. I didn't realize that. And then coming upon a vampire nest, and actually having to like deal, being a low level character and having to deal with an actual vampire for the first time, and like, yeah. act, you know, like the fighting it mm -hmm. and having a hard time beating it, and then beating it, and then realizing that I had uh, acquired a disease and not understanding what that was, and then realizing that <laughs> yeah. I was turning into oh. into a vampire, and then slowly putting it together and going like, okay, the sun is hurting me now. I'm having these weird nightmares every time I sleep. And this was in oblivion and yeah. okay, what is going on here? And then trying to figure out, okay, so now I'm just a vampire. How am I going to deal with this? And then having to look up online that, okay, there is a way to solve vampirism, but now I have to like, like cart myself halfway across the map and find some old That's lady. The buggiest a, quest in the game too. Yeah. Find some old lady in a cabin and go on some other quest. And I haven't even uncovered, you know, a, a 10th of the map yet. And oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. But like the creepiness of like that actually being a reality in the game that I now have to deal with really drew me into the world, but also totally creeped me out at the same time. So I would put that on my list. Um, so yeah, to close stuff up, mine, uh, will probably only resonate with anybody who's played the elder scrolls three Morrowind. Um, but there's a lot of creepy stuff in Morrowind. Um, uh, but the first thing that I remember being like, what am I playing was when you make the trek to Balmora and meet, uh, Caius, uh, who is the shirtless, oh, no. uh, attendant oh. who makes really lewd and uncomfortable advances towards you and you have to sleep on his floor to continue like the quests i remember being very disturbed like <laughs> in all seriousness i was like what the hell game is this <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, he's like the bald he's like the bald yeah. buff so, guy with no shirt so, yeah so yeah. in all seriousness that's one of the few things because I had yes. no idea what I was getting into with this series. And when I played that over my friend's house, I'm like, dude, what is going on? <laughs> like, why is this guy telling me to undress? So he'll give me the rest of my like information. I was like, I don't think I like this game. <laughs> mm -hmm. There he is. So, yep. That's that him. was my initial trauma from the series. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Talk about traumatic. What is that? Yeah. So Our... that's, that's your blades uh, connection. And also you'll notice oh. under the bed for anybody who can see the, uh, uh, the, the, 
visual version of this. Uh, there's a skooma pipe and a spoon under his bed because uh, he's actually a skooma addict as well. So. Isn't that why he gets called back oh, to the Imperial City? I, I think so. Yeah, he, he does disappear at one point right? because yeah. he is recalled to the Imperial City. But uh, yeah, woof. Peak man. <laughs> yeah. there, there's, Rob the princess in chat says, quote, you may not like it, but that's what peak masculinity looks like. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. So that that's definitely up there. And, you know, that, like I said, Morrowind in general, we should probably. Yeah, Morrowind. I, Morrowind. Morrowind has a <laughs> high creep factor. Um, <laughs> then, like, should, 50% of Kirk Brad's writings also apply. It's, mm-hmm. a, yeah. It's mm-hmm. Divith Fear and his daughters. Oh. That's really. His daughters slash wives slash clones. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) His daughters slash wives slash clones. Yeah. It's Uh, the series is a lot of fun and has a lot of, uh, easy going stuff. And man, does it have some dark parts? Isn't he Uh. also in ESO? He is. He actually definitely could be. He's a, he's a pretty prominent character actually. in ESO through Morrowind and the clockwork city. He, Mm -hmm. uh, he actually helps you do one of the trials, the, uh, halls of fabrication. So isn't he old enough that he used to be a Keimer or was that uh, another Telvani mage? Uh, no, I think you're right. Or at least he yeah. was around for he that is time. Because real he, old. He's freaky. Yeah. Like oh. he's, he's, he's magically old. enhanced. Yeah. Old. Not like, like he's oh, freak tribunal old. Yeah. It's like 2000 or something, I think. So, yeah. Chef, you should yeah. play through uh, the Elder Scrolls Online stuff just for the story, story bits. I think yeah. The story, I, the I read a lot of it. it. Yeah. yeah. The stories yeah. definitely make it worth it, even if like some of the, the, MMO bits aren't your yeah. thing because that I'm, was I'm how I got into guy. it. I I, yeah, I I got I got into it like oh I want to see the stories and then well seven years later I'm like all right so I'm almost uh, I've done all the things I've done yeah. almost everything in ESO I was like I don't like MMOs still. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it a shot like four years ago, but mm-hmm. you know. I know yep. uh, a barely high school kid wasn't having too much fun <laughs> figuring out how to play an, uh, an MMO like that. Yeah, and not having anybody to play with, I had a pretty yeah, bad time. Sure. Yeah, for it's, sure. It's not too bad, especially uh, if you're I just sticking with a shot. Though, probably stick with the yeah, quest it's lines. Definitely improved. Just the companions kinda, help. Yeah, just kind of build your characters how you want. Just grab whatever faster. weapons you don't have existing. to like do anything with other people. You can literally right. just solo everything, like Skyrim. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So I do quest stuff. Yep. Yep. So, um, guys, thank you for joining me. Why don't we uh, wrap this up? Because this has been super fun and we're, yeah. we're kind of out of time. Um, T-Rex, do you have anything going on you want to share or ways people can get a hold of you? Uh, nothing going on. Nothing going on. <laughs> no. All right. All right. And I do have a Twitter... I forget. I always forget the name of. <laughs> well, you can just tell people to reach I out to you on the Discord. Remember. If you'd rather say that. Uh... Your T Rex nine four three one. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> there you go. He's faster than me. <laughs> Lotus is Lotus is a Twitter expert. I yeah, yeah. I use Twitter way more than I should use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all. Okay. Well, cool. Cool. And Chef, I've I've got a couple of things that I've been wanting to try starting up. Like I want to try making content for the only other game series I'm very into, as well as some Elder Scrolls stuff. All my I'm on multiple platforms. All of it just 
you're going to have an easy time looking it up. Just S H E F F. And that'll probably be the only result. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. That's some good branding. Yeah. Hopefully going for some, some fun Skyrim. Uh, my plan is to just make a Skyrim playthrough, but not like playthrough playthrough, like using it to like possibly try and start tell a story type thing, you know, Oh, like okay. the Wilburger stuff, but like less, less of a joke. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Like, yeah. I got a few mods planned out for it. A lot of some dark stuff. Cool. But, you know, hopefully it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. I mean, you never know until you try. Yeah. yeah. Might as well give it a shot. Give it a shot. Worst case scenario, I play through, you know, pretend I'm the guy from Berserk again. Whatever. <laughs> I was going to say, when you play through something you already like, it's really not work in that situation. Yeah. 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 Have fun with it, you know, and then if people like it, people will watch and, you know, just keep on making stuff and you're always going to learn by doing and you'll just get better yeah. and better as you go. So right. that's what I've done for years. <laughs> you know, Lotus, gotcha, Lotus has done stuff too. Like you just oh, got to, yeah. you just got to do things and you just learn from doing and then you have fun and you, you make friends along the way and you know, yeah, we yeah. recently just found uh, the videos on a website that I used to work for back in the day. And I was like, wow, this is somehow much worse than I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plus, you know, if you post it on your own YouTube, eventually you can just delete it. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. No, it, it's not. It was on an actual website. So I was like, cool. Right. That's there forever until they don't renew something. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah. So when it's your own YouTube, you can actually delete it and make it go away. So advice taken there. There you go. <laughs> so awesome, guys. Thank you for yeah. joining me. And Lotus, do you have anything cool going on now that now that the yeah, weekend's now over? Yeah, now that our extra life yeah. is uh, complete and all that stuff was accomplished, uh, actually, T-Rex was one of the winners. Your Elsewhere coins oh, yeah. actually en route to you. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> uh, she was one of the winners. Sweet. And um, so is everybody else's who's listening. Um, but yeah, as, as for me, I, I don't really have anything specifically planned because I'm actually going away for my anniversary this weekend. So, uh, this is Congrats. the last thing I'm doing. Thank you. Uh, this is the last thing I'm doing until next week. So I have tomorrow off. I'm super happy about it. And then, um, yeah, I'll be back to, uh, doing tales and this show and streaming. If I managed to get the chance to, uh, do so, but yeah, just thank you again, everybody who hung out during extra life donated, just kept me company, kept me awake. Uh, I was greatly appreciated. Awesome. Well, you have... I made Lotus of doom literally everywhere. Yeah. It's, it, everywhere. It's me. Everywhere. It's, it's me. I cross branded as best I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a, have a super fun weekend. Say hi to lady of doom. For me, I will. Lady of Doom. Yep. <laughs> Is that my favorite quote was from uh, Mike Finnegan at ESO Vegas. He was like, "Oh, hello, Mrs. Lotus of Doom." Mrs. And she's like, "Really? Is that what my name's gonna be here?" I like, I guess. Actually, can I call her Woman of Doom? Because that sounds even more <laughs> mysterious. <laughs> Woman of Doom. Oh. Sounds kind of sexy too. Like. <laughs> Hello, I am the Woman of Doom. Nice to meet you, Woman of Doom. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> sounds like a Wonder Lady Wonder of Darkmoor type thing, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. Well, have a fun weekend. Um, yeah, you guys thank know you. you guys know how to catch my stuff. Robotsrated.net for all the different shows, bunch of different lore casts. We've got man, we've got even new more new shows coming to the Rocket Club. Lots of creators making new podcasts and other content for you guys. So if you're looking for other podcasts to check out about mostly video games and other stuff, go go check that stuff out. They're all listed on the Robots Radio Discord channel. So if you want to see all of those things there or join us there for fun conversations go check that out also i've been streaming in the mornings every morning starting around 8 30 and usually through 11 or 12 o'clock and i've been playing a lot of back for blood jumped back into hunt showdown 
because super creepy. That game is super creepy. There's some new levels and things. If you don't mm-hmm. know what Hunt Showdown is, go check it out. Super, super creepy stuff. Um, but I'll probably be going back into Back for Blood again some more. So come hang out with me in the mornings during the week. And we still haven't opened the chest, which is okay. So in the stream, and T Rex knows. T Rex, you've been there. T Rex is my my quote captain. She's been um, every time somebody in the in the stream says something funny, she records it as a quote, and then you can hit exclamation. You can type exclamation quote on the stream, and it'll pull up a random quote that somebody said. And some of them are I need to write down them hilarious. all. So yeah. Genesis can... has been posting them in the in the um, general section of the Discord. She's actually been pulling up some old quotes. So maybe we can add some of these. Um, actually, you could do it right now in chat. So like, if we just typed exclamation quote. One, just one will come up like jumpy jumps. Oh wait, hold yeah, he's got like jumpy jumps. Where's... What's when all else fail, fails, burn them with fire. <laughs> it works. All right, uh, all right. Here's another one. Nice. Uh, I was a keyboy <laughs> robot. Hold on a second. <laughs> that was uh, a speech impediment that I had. Um, ragged all those bitches, Dazon. Yeah. Oh, nine. <laughs> Guy, <laughs> Guy reports this bitch. Bitches. Okay, so every time you climb down a, up or down a mountain in a video game, and that, I, that's what I yell at. I go, Sky nice. reports this bitch. <laughs> you guys know what that means, right? Universally. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think everybody, it's like, if you ever see those goats climb up just flat surfaces, yes. that's just you in skyrim they just yeah. that is a living skyrim creature is those goats that can just like go straight up nothing <laughs> absolutely so when you're there's in a video game trying two, to there's only one of two horse jokes you can make in skyrim <laughs> yes <laughs> other being beating the dead one but you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um you taste like cake cappy <laughs> so also cappy has invaded my stream uh and is super creepy and will he's real creepy will show up and say really creepy things anyway that's what i've been doing come join us in the morning and we have there's a treasure chest and when we hit 25 concurrent viewers just in one stream when 25 people happen to show up at the same time the chest is going to pop open and give out an award to somebody and what's funny to me is that lotus you know how many people watch or listen to this podcast yeah. And you know how many people listen to my other podcasts? Yeah. And we still haven't had 25 people show up <laughs> at the same time in one of the morning Simultaneously. streams. Simultaneously. Simultaneously <laughs> to pop up in a chest. You would think that like on the Discord, they'd all like get together and be like, all right, everybody show up at like 930. We'll be there. Just pop the <laughs> we'll chest just, Yeah, we'll just pop the chest we'll real just quick. Pop the chest just the and leave. <laughs> nope. I wasn't there this morning. Yeah, you weren't there this morning. So they haven't I, even done that. that sucked if it happened then. <laughs> right. Right? I didn't wake up until like 10 o'clock this morning, so... <laughs> <laughs> so, and on top of that, if we can hit 25, a 25 average for a week, I will be giving away... Uh, so I'll be picking a winner, and we're going to give away a video game of their choice. So, if somebody's been wanting to get into like Elder Scrolls Online, or one of the big games coming out this fall or something like that, I'll be giving away whatever game they want. So that's that's my goal is to hit that oh, 25 oh. average thing. So if even if you're just working in the morning, you want to lurk in the channel, help me reach that goal. You could win something. So oh. come hang out, friends. Come hang out. It's going to be awesome. And we, we have a lot of fun and the community is awesome. Everybody's so cool. So I'm greatly enjoying the quotes. The quotes are so good. The quotes are so good. I'm just enjoying the quotes going down the side right now. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, no, ooh, no, beefy boy. Oh, loud dog one. <laughs> loud dog one. That's what happens when my dogs start barking during the. Um, babies are like little drunk people. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, ragged all those bitches. <laughs> I really like that one. Uh-huh. Uh, 
loud dog one. And I was starting to yeah. just repeat some of the other quotes. Lady Monk. Okay. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Lady Monk. I forgot about that. Was when I was making my New World character and I was on, on the male character and I swapped over to the female character. And it just gives you a random assortment of selection for, you know, like hair and face and all that stuff. And the random assortment of selection for the female character was the monk haircut, which is bald on top with like <laughs> drapes all the way around. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so I'm a lady monk. It was so bad. It was really bad. That's incredible. So T-Rex quoted that. She's like, oh, that's a new one. Lady monk. <laughs> anyway oh. you can see that we have a lot of fun but anyway that, this is the end of the show um thank you for being here everybody lotus and i will be back next week same time thursday night 9 p.m twitch.tv slash robots radio and we'll see you guys then stay safe out there in tamriel because as you know there's a bunch of people who want to eat you and do other things to your corpse and oh god all right see you later stay away from the reach <laughs> bye see you later bye Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at ElderScrollsLorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESOLorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at RobotsRadio.net. In a world where solid-state electronics and vacuum tubes are still meta, people never stop loving atomic-powered everything. A chosen 500 stepped inside a subterranean vault to be spared the nuclear horror of the inevitable Great War. 25 years later, they emerge after the fallout settles to retake Appalachia. Among them, two former rivals whose blood feud will tear West Virginia apart in their epic struggle for survival. Chad, a vault bro who has a strength of 15, an intelligence of two, and is a complete wasteland dickhead. Simon, a complicated anti-hero who chooses light and hope, but accidentally becomes a cannibal and wakes up naked and afraid with a Scorch Beast Queen after a date goes terribly wrong. What? I mean, it's a wild wasteland, right? This dark humor radio drama will have you driving off the road and crawling out from under the fallout. Two men. One wasteland. And so many nukes. Chad, a Fallout 76 podcast. Rated R. Now streaming on your holotape player podcasty thing. Do you like adventure? Yeah. Do you like laughing? Uh, yeah. Would you like to listen to a group of people you don't know play D&D and reference retro pop culture you vaguely remember? Um... Excellent. You're going to love Committee Quest. We play D&D in the world of Amarin. We use adventure modules and supplements made by people in the community. We also have a sweet synthwave backing track. Come and join us on our adventure. Volume 1 has been completed. Volume 2 coming the end of January. You can find us on iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts from.
catch up from top of the world. Now it's time for your local traffic and weather. Welp, looks like almost everyone's still dead, so traffic is at a standstill. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor, because they're totally not bribing me with massive amounts of chems or anything. Seems as the stuffed shirts are back at the White Springs playing games with that total loser modus. But hey, if that's your thing, whatever. So if all you squares wanted to hear more, totally, sort of, but maybe not boring stories about rebuilding Appalachia and being all goody two-shoes, definitely not Raiders, check out this thing they call a podcast, The Modus Files, whatever that's supposed to be, on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you listen to those things. Double ugh, they're not paying me enough for this. Till later, this is Rose, Raiders Rule. What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com.